welcome to Mr. Sorensen's weekly world history podcast. This week, we will look at the time period called the Pax Romana, the fall of the Roman Empire, the Byzantine Empire, and the Great Schism. Starting with Rome's first emperor, Augustus Caesar, and lasting about 200 years, the Pax Romana, or Roman peace, was the time period that the Roman Empire was at its height of wealth and power. They had no civil wars, and the only fighting was the Romans beating up people to add more territory to their empire. During the Pax Romana, the empire nearly doubled its size. There were some changes politically, economically, and socially that are going to make this time period so stable and successful. Politically, they created a civil service of government jobs that provided jobs and money for many Romans. They also are going to develop a uniform rule of law that's going to help make justice more equal throughout the empire. So it didn't matter where you lived, the laws applied the same to everybody. Economically, they are going to establish a uniform system of currency or money that would mean that it didn't matter where you were in the empire, they were going to be using the same coins, which is going to make sense uh, so people can freely trade. The Roman army's power and might will also help to guarantee safe travel and trade on the roads, which will lead to an increase in trade. These changes will promote prosperity and stability for Roman merchants throughout the empire. Socially, the empire will return stability to social classes. They're also going to increase the emphasis on the family so life became more stable and prosperous and families could stay together. During the Pax Romana, art and culture flourished as new ideas were introduced to the empire from conquered areas and they could spread spread across the empire pretty easily. After the five great emperors which were from 96 AD to 180 AD, the Roman Empire is going to begin its slow decline. It won't happen overnight, but rough times are ahead. Some of the internal threats or threats from inside the empire that are going to cause it to start breaking down are weak Roman leaders, famine, which is not having enough food to eat, disease spreading through the empire, and a weakened economy. Bribery and corruption in the Senate weakened Rome as it suffered through the series of bad emperors who are going to weaken it even further because they can't handle some of the other problems that are going to come. At a time where communication across distances was difficult, the Roman Empire became too big to govern effectively. So they couldn't easily handle problems at its borders. The constant warfare required heavy military spending, which is going to take money away from other places it may have been needed. The Roman army became overstretched, and they needed more and more soldiers just to try to keep things together. The government couldn't help out the poor who were losing their jobs to cheaper slave labor because it was spending so much on the military. By relying on slave labor, there was a, it increased the gap of wealth between the rich and the poor. The rich grew wealthy from their slaves, while the poor couldn't even find work. Finally, the emperor Diocletian saw that the problems are just too big for one man to handle. So he's going to divide the empire 
into two, with both halves having their own emperor. The West is going to be ruled from Rome, and the East, which will be known as the Byzantine Empire, will be ruled from Constantinople, which is today Istanbul, Turkey. Then in 312 AD, a Byzantine emperor named Constantine is going to convert to Christianity. This is going to make Christianity legal in the empire, and it's going to allow it to spread throughout the empire. This is going to eventually allow Christianity to become the dominant religion in Europe to this day. Then in 325 AD, Emperor Constantine got together all the Christian bishops of the Roman Empire to the first conference of the early Christian church. It had as the most important result the first uniform Christian doctrine called the Nicene Creed. This means they got together and decided the basics of what all Christians will believe. The Nicene Creed is still said by Christians and churches throughout the world. This is going to bring together the Christian church under the Pope called the Roman Catholic Church. External threats or threats from outside the empire is going to help push it over the edge too. Germanic tribes from Europe moved in to attack a weakened Western Roman Empire. These included groups like the Goths, the Visigoths, and Huns. So the weakened empire, Western Empire will piece by piece fall apart as Germanic tribes begin to take it apart. In 476 AD, the city of Rome was captured, and the Western Empire came to an end. The territory in the West will be split up among the different Germanic tribes. The eastern part of the empire will continue on for another 1,000 years and will become known as the Byzantine Empire. The Byzantine Empire in included what is now Greece, Asia Minor, which is now Turkey, and Egypt. The people of the Byzantine Empire will mostly speak Greek, not Latin like the Romans. Their architecture, or buildings, included architectural features of the Greeks, like the columns, and the Romans, like domes and arches. The most famous and amazing example of Byzantine architecture is the huge church called the Hagia Sophia. It was built in 537 AD by the Byzantine Emperor Justinian in the capital of Constantinople, which is now Istanbul, Turkey. It includes Roman domes and arches on the outside and Greek columns on the inside. Constantinople was a good place to build a capital because it is on a peninsula, and so it's surrounded on three sides by water. So... That means that it could only be attacked by land in one spot, which will make it really easy to defend. Constantinople is also at a crossroads. It is right between the Mediterranean Sea and Black Sea, so it connects those seas. It is also almost the exact point where Europe and Asia connect, and it's pretty close to where Africa is. So it's like a crossroads of three continents, Europe, Africa, and Asia. That's going to make it a prime spot for trade because people will not have to go. If, they, if somebody in France wants silk, they don't have to go all the way to China to get it. They can, they can go to Constantinople, and then the Chinese can go to Constantinople and trade. So you'd be able to get products from all over the um, – from Asia, Africa, and Europe all in one spot instead of having to go to separate places. So it's going to become an important trade hub. 
Justinian became emperor of the Byzantine Empire in 527 AD. He was a very strong leader who tried to reunite the eastern and western halves of the Roman Empire. Although he is at least kind of successful, when he dies, the western empire goes back in the hands of the Germanic tribes. So it never sticks. It doesn't stay together. The Byzantine Empire's government was set up exactly the same as the Roman system. They had an emperor on top with two consuls and a senate who could give the emperor advice. Ultimately, all the power rested in the hands of the emperor, though. He, um, the emperor, the uh, Byzantines figured the Roman system was working. Well, they thought it was working. Uh, so why broke it if it's not fixed? Uh, why fix it if it's not broken? So they're going to continue on that system. Justinian created a new position for his wife. The new position is called Empress. While he was gone fighting wars to try to reunite the Western lands, he gave her equal power to make decisions for the whole empire. So he, so she's going to be a woman with a ton of power in a time period where women aren't going to have a whole lot of rights. One thing she tries to do with her power is to improve the situation for women in the empire. Under the old Roman law, women were considered property of their father or husband. Empress Theodora is going to allow women to own property, make a contract and will, and bring a lawsuit. She's also going to make it illegal for a husband to beat his wife. Women are not quite going to be equal, but they are going to be better off than they were before. By the time Justinian became emperor, the Roman law system had been around for over a thousand years, and no one had ever gone through all the laws that were made to organize them and make sure they all make sense. For example, laws requiring the people to worship the old Roman gods like Jupiter would not make sense to have for an empire that worshiped Christianity. So Justinian got together a bunch of judges and lawyers from throughout his empire and had them look at all the laws. In 528 AD, they decided to combine and simplify the laws in the empire. This set of laws became known as the Justinian Code. It was made up of over 4,000 laws and it became the basis of the law systems throughout Europe. For around 700 years after the Council of Nicene, most European Christians were united as part of the Roman Catholic Church under their leader, the Pope. In 1045 AD, the Byzantine Emperor and the Pope started having disagreements over church teachings. The Pope believed that he had the last say on the teachings of the church and that he was God's representative on earth, whereas the Byzantine Empire believed that it was him that was God's true representative and he should be one, the one making the decisions on the teachings of the church. This is going to cause a split between the Eastern and Western churches that will be called the Great Schism. The Eastern Church will be called the Eastern Orthodox Church and will be centered in Constantinople with its leader being the Patriarch. The Patriarch will be chosen, chosen by the Byzantine Empire Emperor and will answer to the Emperor. The Eastern Orthodox Church will also ban icons, which are paintings or statues of Jesus and other figures from the Bible. The Western Church will be called the Roman Catholic Church and it will be centered in Rome and will continue with the Pope as its leader. The Roman Catholic Church will continue to allow icons in its churches. 
The churches will never reunite, and the divide pretty much happens along the lines of how the Roman Empire split. Well, I hope this helps, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella.